now we will begin the dance. This is the Brahms dance. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again. <laughs> Alrighty, huh? It's good. It's a post-Game of Thrones, the official Game of Thrones podcast of the books of the show of George R. R. Martin. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, also known as Joe Vibin, and with me, as always, is Brooks Oglesby. Hi, I'm Brooks, a.k.a. Eternal Sunshine of the Iron Fleet, the lowest-rated episode on IMDb right now. Really? It is currently uh, in 71st the- place. Ooh, 67% worse than the, the bad one, huh? Yeah, the bad, the original bad one, Unbowed, Unbent, Unbroken, is currently at an 8.1, the second lowest one on IMDb. This one's at a 7.3, almost a full sort of letter grade below okay. it. So my first question to you, Eddie, my beloved co-host, do you think it's mm-hmm. happening? Listen, I'm not one to brag, but it's happening. We've got them where we want them now. It's happening. Uh, I know you haven't been looking at the the leaks. Yeah. You haven't been checking in, but, um... But you can confirm that it's good. I can confirm it's good. And a couple days before this came out, a whole, like, basically the rest of the season was posted. The rest of A Dream of Spring. Yeah. And in that, they're like, here's what happens in episode four. And it was all right. It all happened in the episode. Oh, so, because I saw it and I was like, okay, this is just fucking clown shoes garbage. Uh-huh. There's no way this is going to happen. It's going to be so bad, dude. Yeah? I, nah. Because th- this episode was real rough where everything kept happening and I was like, oh, this is why all my friends were upset. And everybody kept yelling at me that, nope, nope, it gets worse. And they were if, right. If you if you can believe it. Uh, so we're not going to talk about specifically what those are. Yeah, I don't want But to. I feel like by the end of epi- the last episode, we will be vindicated. Great. There might be some like, well, Game of Thrones didn't stick the landing, but, but it, uh, because it's George's fault. Yeah, but definitely in time, it's going to be like, oh yeah, that show is fucking garbage. So I do like that Killing the Nightman. Like it, it not only ruined that episode in the season and the whole storyline, but also all of the other battle episodes that everybody likes. Like Hard Home doesn't matter now. It kind of doesn't, huh? Yeah. No, that was important because we learned that um, Valyrian blades killed the Nightman. That's, that's so, true. So Arya, Arya knew that. <laughs> John told her. He told John her off screen, just like the R plus L equals J reveal. But he had to wait two seasons until he read it in a book and was like, oh yeah, I just found out in a book the Nightman can be killed. <laughs> Do you remember how there was a big undead dragon coming to Winterfell? And Rem- uh-huh. nobody thought to make a big gun. Even though Arya, Arya literally made a dragon glass spear and never thought of using it as a big gun like what they did to Drogon the season prior. What if there were like 12 big guns? What if there were just a shitload of big guns? Why didn't anyone else ever think of this? Like, the Targaryens to... ruled for around th- close to 300 years. My new theory is that the Doom of Valyria was just a guy with a crossbow. It's just he had, it was Bronn. Yeah, he was Bronn. You get one, and he made it very big. He, they used the big head sheet on Bronn and made him giant, and then he just <laughs> shot them all. 
They kept typing Rosebud until they had enough money for that's 12 why, big dragons. That's, listen, listen. That's why... That's why... The Nightman wanted to kill Bran because he could know. He, he remembered could go that Bran killed him with a big gun. He remembered that that Bran knew about the the secret Valyrian strategy <laughs> of large, of large, and he knew that Bran knew it. So he to keep his dragon big, he knew he had to eliminate Bran as uh-huh. the only one who knew large. I have uh, some insight. So okay. Kit Harrington says of Last of the Starks, which is somehow the name of this episode, he says it's one of his favorites. The world okay. is safe now, but as an audience, you're going, this is only episode four. Something's going to happen. There's something twisted and uncomfortable about it. Okay. It shows sha- It's so Shakespearean. That's not what that. So means. you're an English man. What? Tell I me am. how. In what ways is this episode Shakespearean? Do you think? Um. Well, it didn't end. It, it ended in one person dying. The one woman Usually, of color on the show. The did one die. woman of color in uh, in the show. Usually in so Shakespeare kind of has his histories. He has his, which are just like you know theatrical versions of things that happened mm-hmm. in a fancy way. He has his comedies where everyone gets married, right? And he has his ah. tragedies where everyone dies. Uh, only one does not. You know, I don't think that makes it a tragedy. But he is known to have some plays which don't fall into, like, the distinct categories. Mm. And those are what's known as his problem plays. Okay. So you could say that this was a problem episode. Okay, you could say that. I just wouldn't want to misconstrue that as a criticism. Yeah. It maybe it's like how now we need to get we need to in a couple years it's gonna there's people who are like oh Shakespeare didn't actually write this fucking D and D are gonna be like uh uh, Cogman wrote that one (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's you know so like Shakespeare like invented like words and capital letters and stuff maybe they in it's Shakespearean because they invented uh big gun they did invent big gun no before this there is only one. Now they invented several. They said, what if we did it but more? Mm-hmm. And it worked this time, and it was good. Um, How the sh- fuck does a fleet sneak up on you? You're in the sky? Well. What uh, if she... What, do you know how... Do you know how boats... <laughs> large, huge boats are famously known for being, like, extremely hard to change the course of? It's... What if... What if she flew behind them and burned them with her dragon? And oh, you mean like she did them? in the famous Battle of the Bastards episode? It's hard to explain. Euron curved the bullet from behind a rock. Euron activated bullet time and said, nothing personal, kid, and murk that fucking dragon. He stopped and Tyrion time and, and, and tapped the, on Tyrion the hit fucking... the woe. Tyrion did hit the woe, so that's sort of a light bringer for this <laughs> I watched that for about 20 minutes today. <laughs> It's That's my pretty highlight. good. My one critique of him, the the water death fake out we got in season five when he fell into the stone man's pond, he didn't hit the woe on that one, so that he one did didn't not grab hit the woe. No, that that was still when like the nene was big, so he was trying mm-hmm. to capitalize on that. Um anyway, this episode is apparently called The Last of the Starks. It is the fourth episode of season eight of HBO's fantasy so television one, show Game of Thrones. One Stark has died since season three. But, mm-hmm. and, but and it's, it's the last of them. Robin Rickon. Yeah, Robin Rickon. <laughs> you didn't even consider Rickon. Nope. So, <laughs> remember how, 
Hey, hey, remember how fucking Jon Snow puts on Big Eddie voice and he gives a big funeral to Beric Dondarrion and Dolores Ed, but nothing for Rickon. Nothing for Rickon. And it was, sorry to jump ahead. Well, it's the first thing that happens. But he is so obviously, like, running out of things to say that he just starts watching, uh, love reading the Night's Watch oath. Yeah! Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> just, they don't have Turn It In back then, so he it just... It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. <laughs> call me Aegon. Call, call me Aegon. Uh, you, you look at me and you look at Samoa Joe, and... <laughs> The Beating my ass back on a boat ceaselessly into the night. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, this episode. So. Well, first off, we liked it. Yeah, that's the first thing you gotta say about it. Um, on the previously on, we see Jorah dying, but we don't see the Night King at all. It's not important. Uh, yeah. Not, not really, you know. Just gloss over that. It's, not it's so just that old man did very much try to scare the dying child Bran by telling him about how, you know... Happy King, Weed Minute, by the way. Happy Weed Minute. Kings would just die in their fucking ha- houses because there were a hundred feet of snow. And, you know, and there's ice spiders big as hounds. And there's, you know, children would live and die just in terror live out their whole yeah. lives. Yeah, but they, they did, they stopped it. But in the intro, they didn't have a cool child soldier back then. And anyways, but, the blue yeah. stopped moving in the intro, and the mythical evil literally only took Last Hearth. They did it. Any place that we've seen prior to the White Walkers getting there is perfectly fine. Yeah, oh, Kim texted me Happy Week Minute. She's getting in on it. Alright, thank you, Kim. Let me get one back real quick. Just yeah, to yeah, give yeah. me some pleasure in this in this slog. Um, this ep- yeah, this this episode of Peacock is a lot like this episode of Game of Thrones, where the first twenty minutes we're just kind of talking. Running time of seventy eight minutes, by the way. Running time of seventy eight minutes. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, sure. So it opens it opens with a full body shot of Jorah Mormont for some Everyone's reason. Everyone's favorite. Remember how in this episode Daenerys cries three t- separate times over Jorah Mormont and not once over any of her dragons that have died? Do you think people are going to call her the Mother of Dragon now? They should. They should. Mother of Drogon. Mother of Drogon. That's what she was saying that all along. Um, I was getting very mad. I, it was in the AV Club, like, expert book reader brain genius review, and whoever wrote it kept calling the dragon that died in this episode Viserion. So well, that's where I'm at. That's where you yeah, Okay, I'm there too, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're all there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Khaleesi gives Jorah two kisses on the head for some reason, and then Sansa cries over Theon, I, ostensibly because now she can't torture him. She, he's escaped. She wish, huh? And then, and then she gives him an honorary Stark amiibo. Did you see she, that shit? She did put a Stark pin on She his gives shirt him the to... fucking Winterfell annual pass holder sign for, <laughs> like, fucking... <laughs> she gave him the fucking fast pass to, <laughs> to hell. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then we zoom out and we see that all the dead Dothraki are just perfectly arranged like Lincoln logs. Mm, yep. No one let no one lit them though. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're just still sleeping. Nobody can light them on fire now because uh God's not real in this episode again. And I guess God's Melisandre's just off to the side, just her skeleton and bones are over there. Bones! <laughs> her bones. <laughs> Cause she doesn't nobody nobody really uh does anything about the the dead red priest who's two hundred years old over there, ten feet no, away? No, it's winter, so all her bones blew away in the snow. But she, actually, she's perfectly preserved and old. If it's cold to me, 
Yeah. That's true. That's okay. Davos said, uh, oh, I super, I no-scoped her, and that's a different old lady out there. That's right. Davos that's, said, that's, uh, that's Barbary uh, Dustin. <laughs> Davos said, I've seen it. I've seen it. So John gives a big speech about how we need to fucking remember the Jorah Mormont for some reason. Remember and the Titans. His voice is, uh, not to crank my own hog, but I did get put in a Twitter moment for making fun of John's voice. It is canon. Everybody noticed it. Ooh, you're funny. Yeah, it was the first time I, a tweet went out that people weren't mad at me about. What'd you say? I don't know if I saw I it. I was just the, why was John doing the fucking Star-Lord bit from uh, the Infinity War where he's like, oh, I'm a big man, and it's funny because Thor is like more of a big man. Oh, it's a joke. Okay. It's a joke. I think my theory is that his voice is shot from yelling into a dragon's mouth. Yeah, weird how um, we're at the... Well, I don't know if people are still talking about that, but... <laughs> <laughs> It was a tactical decision to give Arya information of where the Nightman was. Oh, interesting. Think about that. Go, he said. Go, yeah. Inaudible. So they Um, light the pyres on fire and it's not snowing and winter is just over. mm -hmm. And then Khaleesi cries again over Jorah. She still hasn't cried about Viserion. Won't cry about Rhaegal either. Um, Mm -hmm. But then she walks over to Missandei and says, thank you for still being alive. We love it. And then we go into the fucking Hogwarts Great Hall. She says, welcome to episode four. And then um, we have a big feast because there's only 20 people left so they can afford to feed everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, this fucking sucked, dude. I liked it. So Khaleesi walk- is staring into the middle distance and it's actually very funny. <laughs> like Everybody's having a good time and she's just like looking into some candles like Ollie. <laughs> and then we see Gendry in the Hound chat and Gendry wants to know where Arya is. And the Hound just knows that they fucked. Mm-hmm. So who told the Hound, do you think? Or do you think he looked Some- into the flames? Well, someone always tells, first of all. someone That's true. That is, oh, thank you, Brian, for adapting the Feast for Crows in this scene to me. Yeah. I. It's fucking branded. Brand branded. And not only does the Hound know, but he thinks it's good that um, he's having sex with the child soldier. Because uh-huh. um, he says, the dead yes. are dead, you're not, and it's good to me. Mm-hmm. The and I mean, I, I mean, out. fucking, this, this, Sandor has his own shit later this episode, so I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. This fucking it was liter it's edit have you ever seen like clips on Twitter or something of like a telenovela that's just like a a cut of like seven different people reacting to each other very dramatically? Uh-huh. That's this whole like this whole twenty minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, but like uh, it's you know it's it's like someone fucking walks up to John and it's like, It's good to see you, my friend, John. And then fucking Daenerys is just like staring at him and we get like a two second clip of her looking i tried to count how many mean khaleesi faces there were in the scene and i just i got too mad and i stopped at mm-hmm. like four um but khaleesi calls over gendry randomly mm-hmm. and she knows that he's robert's son now despite that mm-hmm. ostensibly being a secret until this episode mm-hmm. um and then davos like exchanges a look with john so i think davos thinks that demerit is gonna harvest his blood or something yes and then did it, Khaleesi is Joker, and she says, Gendry, did you know that the night that, that your dad did bad things to my family? And It's so sick how everyone in this show has to be, like, epic before they just do something nice. Yeah. Like, she can't just say, like, Gendry, 
like to honor you in the battle. Here you go. Yeah, it's like how Jamie has Jamie gets to do epic oath sex, but then he goes and loves his sister. Again. He goes and loves his sister with two episodes again with two episodes with two episodes left, and then they talk about how just nobody knows who the Lord of Storms End is. Yeah, funny. Do you get it? Which is like, I get it's hanging a funny lampshade, but that's your fault again, Brian. That's uh-huh. David. It's your fault. You can't just make fun of it. You did it. So they're like, does anybody know who the Lord is? And everybody just, like, shrugs. So are they just going to run out whoever lives there? This show Dude. is so fucking small, and this is such a good example of it. Like, the world uh-huh. is the world is really just the 18 people on screen. Mm-hmm. No, there's a new Prince of Dorne, though. There's a new Prince of Dorne. That's good. And he's named. New um, Prince of Dorne, huh? <laughs> well, see you later. See you later. Um, so Khaleesi says, hey, Tyrion, I'm clever, too, because now Gendry will be loyal to me. Remember how she just, by legitimizing Gendry, just legitimized Robert Baratheon's son, who should have the best claim to the throne now? Remember how, uh, some of the things in the books that Cersei does are, like, short-term satisfying and lead to, like, long-term ramifications that are negative? Yeah, but is she epic in the books? I don't think she's epic. Well, she, well one, she's not epic, and, and two, um... She's bad guy. Themes don't exist, so... There's yeah, no reason down. to do something like that. It's just like Shakespeare. There's no themes. It's just, yeah. Awesome. He famously hated them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He just wanted to write a story about a ghost every time. God. And and uh, we're here at Inside the Episode with William Shakespeare. Um, yeah, so for Othello, um, we can see here that uh, if you look at the title of the, uh, the play, it's uh, The Tragedy of Othello. So we really wanted to give forth the idea that uh, something bad would happen to Othello in this one. Uh, we decided in the beginning in the call to the muses that we didn't want them to spoil what would happen. So we had them call a different thing to surprise the audience. And then the muses said, ah, Jon Snow is Azora High. He'll kill the night man. But that would have been a, that would have been a bad story. So we had we did Arya instead. Romeo and Juliet, but they leave the thing out about the two houses. So it surprises you later when you see it. <laughs> We decided to make um, the Montagues and, Ca- and Capulets one family, and it's uh-huh. good. Uh, hey, do you know what Shakespeare play we're going to see tonight? I don't know. They didn't release the name yet. I guess they didn't <laughs> want to spoil it. <laughs> we, can't, we can't call it Hamlet, because then they'll know that he's the main character. They'll know he's in it. <laughs> anyway. Um, so Davos and Tyrion are talking about how Davos wanted to kill Melisandre, and they're talking about, Tyrion and and Davos are talking about killing a child together. Oh, they love it. You know how House Seaworth will now die with Davos because of Tyrion, but he loves it? Yes. Next question. (laughs) It's good. So in this episode, also, just atheism check, uh, the Lord of Light isn't real now. He did do a, a fucking left, nope, uh... Nope, 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 you're wrong. I, Sorry, I, you even watched the show? Wait, nope. wait, I I thought he did magic. You yesterday. might think that Melisandre created fire out of nothing, turned 200 years old, and ended winter forever. <laughs> but Davos says that the Lord of Light is gone, and there's no signs or blessings from him now. God, I wish I turned 200 years old and was gone forever. <laughs> There was a there was an interview with uh, Isaac Bran who who voices Bran and um, uh-huh. 
he he was just basically saying like, yeah, I don't know why people have theories about this show. I was just he says that he was just in the Ravens for I don't know. He wanted to see this the fight, um, and he did <laughs> he say that. It. He did say that between sets, people were, like, jealous of him because he just got to sit there under a bunch of warm blankies. Oh, God, yes. So, Isaac I don't know how, literally every single time they interview an actor who's been on this show, they're like, so, can you tell us literally anything? And they're like, nope. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) I don't know, Chief. Yeah, in this interview, Bran says, literally both me and the Night King had no idea what our motivations were or... We, he literally says we came up with a headcanon where Bran pitied the Night King because he used to be a guy. Wow, that really came across great on the screen. Yeah, that's good. It's hard to explain. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So Tyrion runs into Bran with a fucking season one box set and says, hey, do you remember the saddle that I made you? Let's watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Bran says some fake shit from Fire and Blood that didn't happen about Daron Targaryen's nephew. Um, oh, because I know you've been dipping into that. I've been dipping uh... into Fire and Blood and it's good, actually. And I'm really, I've been reading a lot of it every night for the last couple of nights, and I'm really mad that I had to watch the show again instead of reading it last night. Yeah. How far, does it, does it get up to, um, where does it end? I think it goes to, like, Aegon the Third. Okay. Like, I've just, we've, I've seen, like, the first, like, Field of Fire and Dance of Dragons, and somebody make some eggs go missing, and Aegon the Conqueror was there. But right now, Jaehaerys is just, like, uh, you know, marrying his sister and stuff. Did you like the Aegon Fort? I love the Aegon Fort. So for those of you who aren't lore masters like me and Brian and Eddie, um, <laughs> when Aegon the Conqueror comes to Westeros, there's no King's Landing yet because he hasn't landed yet. And then mm-hmm. he goes and he cuts down a, a million sh- trees like you're on Greyjoy, and then he just builds a fort and calls it the Aegon Fort, and that's where he lives. This is my house. He says it's my He's house now. Him. And then Tyrion says to Bran, hey, did you know that you're going to be the Lord of Winterfell? And then Bran says, no. Goodbye. <laughs> he literally he says, like, I don't want any more. You know, now, longtime fans of the show will know that, like, Kurt Vonnegut is, like, an author that I really like. And I mm-hmm. also, and Eddie's the English expert, but I also, I dip into reading every now and then. I've seen a book or two. I've seen a book or two. I've I've read Macbeth. And um, mm-hmm. I know that the monster is the monster. So, uh-huh. <laughs> Kurt Vonnegut, like, his number one rule for writing is, like, Hey, make sure every one of your characters wants something, and we know what they want. Even if it's, like, to take over the world, or if it's just a fucking glass of water. Like, make every character want something, so that they have motivations. Bran straight up says in the scene, I don't want anymore, I I don't live in this timeline anymore, and then some random guy walks up and wheels him away from Tyrion, and that's it. Okay, one, if I can praise them for anything, at least someone came to get Bran today. Yeah. Like, two, do you, th- I think they it was were Hodor. trying to do... It was Hodor. Uh, they were trying to do an epic Dr. Manhattan on Mars or whatever, or yeah. when he's on the moon, uh-huh. about how his power is so <laughs> immense that, like, that, that he can't, like, it's, it's bad to him. Yeah. But instead, make it worse. <laughs> yeah, what if it was worse? Uh-huh. God, they and would he, make a way worse and, adaptation of Watchmen. It would rule. Uh, oh, God. Like, literally any scene that's ever happening, like, Bran can just fix it. So, you know how Bran can see everything happening at once, Littlefinger voice, and also the future sometimes? Uh-huh. Didn't know about Euron having boats, though. They literally said he had boats in the meeting. Well, it's hard to explain. <laughs> it's, uh, it's hard to explain. Everyone's tired. Uh-huh. So, fucking, what happens next? Uh, fucking Sansa and, and Tormund tell John to funny drink and some wine for Khaleesi, and then everybody says... Khaleesi's like, Arya did good, too, because so now everybody knows that cool child soldier killed her. Hey, killed him. Hey, hey, 
Starbucks cup. Yeah, there's a funny Starbucks cup. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. But I wonder if that's gonna be anything, or if it's just like, oh, people have to nitpick the show that there's a Starbucks cup. It's literally the second time it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Mm-hmm. So, the fucking... So everybody knows that Arya killed the Nightman single-handedly when everybody else fucked up completely. But they don't include this world's perfect child soldier who can infiltrate everything from ninja school in their battle plans to get into the Red Keep or anything. It's kind of fucked up how Gendry gets something, but Arya doesn't. Like, she's not reward. Like, people were at least knighted after the Battle of Blackwater. Like, can Arya get something? Well, Arya's old enough to drink now, so they toasted her. Oh, yeah, 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 true, I forgot. Ed Sheeran knighted her as old enough to drink. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. So we get some more Khaleesi stares at Sansa, and there's the second one. And then G- Jamie and Brienne and Podrick and Tyrion play a funny drinking game. Do you like it? No. Oh, I this actually... Like the, uh, the Wikipedia lists this as they play a drinking game based on guessing truths about one another. Mm-hmm. If only there was a name for this game. Yeah, it's the game of faces. <laughs> and the finger dance. This is only the first part. So, like, we only see that Jamie's trying to get Brienne wasted, which is kind of fucked up knowing what happens later. Yeah, um, for sure. But it's like, it's, it's written as like a cute thing, but he's trying to get Brienne wasted by only saying things that she's told him so she knows they're true. Uh-huh. Like she's like, you danced with Renly once because you told me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's another great stuff from David and Dan. Anyways, we go to Tormund now. And oh. Tormund is like, I decided to follow John last episode because I saw him ride the big dragon. Calls him short again. It's funny. Uh huh. It's funny. We love it. And then he loudly, did you see this part where he loudly announces to everybody that John got murdered for everybody and he. And no one cares? Everybody laughs and John admits to it. He's a zombie and nobody cares. Yeah, Tormund literally says, this fucking guy died. Yeah, and most people stay murdered, but not John, and everybody fucking laughs. And John's like, yeah. oh, I didn't have much choice in it. As, like, Melisandre's corpse is just, like, rotting outside. <laughs> yeah. Great show. So then John uh, Tormund says, John, you're a king, not a Khaleesi. And then Khaleesi makes poopy face number three at it. And then Varys... If only there was a simple way to resolve this complex. Well, I'm situation. reading Fire and Blood, and Targaryen's getting married just hasn't happened yet, so... <laughs> oh, weird. Okay, they haven't discovered that yet. Yeah, they What's haven't. What's it called? The Doctrine of Excellency or They're something? They're trying to figure out the, uh, doc- the Doctrine of Exceptionalism. Thank you so much yes. for writing that shit, George. <laughs> It's so good. The Targaryens in this book, they really want to get married, but they can't figure out what a proposal is. Yeah, they haven't they haven't really put that together yet. Yeah, so this is where we go back to fucking... So Khaleesi watches everybody having fun, and she storms off, and Varys follows. But then we go back to Tyrion and Brienne and Jaime, and they're all drunk. And do you like it? Um, the question is, uh, hey, Tyrion, you were married before Sansa. And Jaime laughs uh-huh. and says, ha 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 ha, drink, funny Taisha, ha 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 ha. Uh-huh. <laughs> what happens? What happens after that? No, nothing. Oh, is it nothing? Nothing? Oh. No, uh, there's uh, there's still two, two more episodes. Yeah, there's two more Jamie's episodes. Jamie's gonna go to King's Landing and Cersei's gonna be like, remember funny Tysha? And then Jamie's gonna be like, oh, fuck! And then he's gonna go tell Tyrion. Yeah, we're gonna get to Tysha reveal, but it's Jamie telling Cersei. Yeah. <laughs> so Tyrion's like, Brienne, you're a virgin, and even though everybody calls you the maid of Tarth, nobody knows this now. And... Mm-hmm. Everybody makes fun of her for, like, being ugly, but everybody's surprised. And then, um... Oh, and also funny pod drinks when they say who's a, who's not a virgin, so... Mm-hmm. So, um, uh... Hmm. And then Tormund comes over to his... 
Also, Jamie doesn't drink, which is weird. So I guess Jamie's a virgin now. Might as well. Jamie's a virgin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, he's never been with a knight before, so. That's true, yeah. Uh, Tormund comes over to his big funny wife and says, which of you coward shit in my pants? And people are still like, ah, Brianna and Tormund are a great couple. What if the pervert with fucking, act- with canonically <laughs> shitty pants married him? Like, what? What if the, what if the Wyndham Hotel's pants pooper married <laughs> the noble Brienne of Tarth? I do like how people are saying that it's out of character for Jamie or for Brienne to have emotions at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. The famous thing that Brienne doesn't have. She doesn't. She hates him. No, she hates it. Um, so Tyrion gives the rest of his wine to Tormund uh, because Tormund is sad because he sees Brienne and Jamie walk off together. Oh, and then Pod fucks a lady. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is where. Oh yeah, yeah. The Tormund is sad to the Hound, and he's like, oh, "I'm I'm sad because I can't uh, sexually harass Brienne anymore." And then this wildling woman from Hardhome named Willa shows up and says, You can touch me! Because this is written by David Benioff. We And well, one is written by David Benioff. And the only reason we know her name is Willa is because she appears in our fantasy draft as Willa. And also, I just... I'm not kidding when I say that I think this character was a child in season five. Okay. Because the only other... There was a... So we know that Willa is a wildling from Hardhome, and now she's an adult and she loves to fuck Torment. Um, mm-hmm. in season five, Carsey's daughter was named Willa, and Tormund was like, there. Mm-hmm. So either they're just naming it, maybe they read fucking A Game of Thrones, and when Ned was like, oh, the John's mom is Willa for sure, maybe they, that just made them think that every woman north of the neck is named Willa. It's kind of, kind of how they think every new, uh, male name is Aegon. Well, it is. And, the, yeah, and then the woman is, is a Willa. Every woman is Willa. Uh, so, uh, a lady comes to fuck the hound, but he doesn't like it, and then Sansa's there. Oh, and then it gets good. Yeah, there are two episodes left, so they decided to do anything about, um, the bad couple of Sansa and Sandor, because they, you know, read, read it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it does get pretty bad, huh? I forgot about some of this stuff. Yeah, it's great. We love it. And then Sandor says, only secret Clegane Bowl would make me happy, um, with two episodes left. And mm-hmm. then... Sansa says you've uh you've uh she's seen much worse since the hound since they left and then the hound and I'm not kidding says heard you were broken in heard you were broken in rough. Mhm. So uh That's there's cool. just a cool sort of uh romance that David and Dan are writing there. Um mm-hmm. and then uh Sansa brags about killing Ramsay with hounds. And then Sansa says, uh, the hound says you've changed little bird and then Sansa says none of this None of it would have happened if he, she had gone with away f- with King's Landing with him. So, without Littlefinger and Ramsay, she would have stayed a little bird all of her life. So, David Benioff and Dan Weiss can go directly to jail uh, forever. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It's just good to me how they ha- they literally, like, Dan and Dave have absolutely nothing positive to say about Sansa's character before they wrote Ramsay raping her. Yeah. Well, she was a little bird before that. She was a little bird, and the series isn't about, like, you know, like, finding hope and, like, perseverance and stuff like that. It's it's about, like, being epic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, awesome! Anytime, related to that, only kind of, but anytime I see a thing that, uh, some article that's like, Game of Thrones has always been grounded in realism. When Ned Stark died, it was because he was dumb as fuck and a piece of shit. Uh-huh. Like, that's not exactly the point, but okay. Yeah, everybody who's who's fucking defending this line about how she loves fucking Littlefinger and Ramsay and is thankful to them now, mm-hmm. um, 
they're all like, well, Sansa saw what happened to Ned, and the series is about how if you do what Ned does, you're bad. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But, but themes, that's fine, because themes don't matter, so. The North doesn't remember. They don't. Remember? <laughs> the North remembers is their famous saying that they always say, but for some reason killing Brand would erase the memory of the entire known world. Yeah, he's the hard drive, and he accidentally erased uh, remembering the Iron Fleet dot JPEG, and uh-huh. unfortunately Khaleesi had that eternal sunshine out of her brain. The only thing saved on, like, Brand's D-Drive is the the gif of that kid fucking, like, going... It looks like Soul Train, but it's for kids, and he's, like, doing a dance. Oh, yeah. Dwayne. That's his name. He's like, Theon, I have to go now. He's like, I have to go. I have to look at my favorite gif. I have to watch Tane. So then Gendry finds Arya away from all the partiers, because that's not her, and she's shooting epic arrows. Mm -hmm. And she almost kills Gendry. She does. She celebrates. She's like Gendry's like, "Hey, I'm I'm your fiance, and you should celebrate with everybody." And she says, "I'm epic," and she fucking does Deadpool shot, and then she says, "That's not me." And then, well, first of all, that's a good line. But my favorite line of the scene was probably Gendry saying, "I'm not Gendry Rivers anymore." Uh huh. Remember, not. remember when Gendry was born in the Riverlands. Yeah, dude, I love it. Sometimes he's Gendry Waters, actually, but... Isn't he just Gendry? I mean, yeah, because he's not recognized by Robert, he's just Gendry. But if he were... If he did have a bastard name, it would sure fucking be Waters. Mm-hmm. But it's okay, dick on Sam's older brother. It's fine. Whatever. So then they kiss and Gendry goes, I'm stupid, I love you, I invented the proposal, how do you like it? And then she's... <laughs> She's like, oh, you're gonna, you're a great friend, and I love you like a brother. And in the chat, everybody was like, that's not you, that's not you! And then she actually said it. It was really good. And it's funny because you know what that means is, they know that the Nymeria scene didn't make sense. Yep. So they have to retroactively make it into her catchphrase, so now it makes sense. Mm-hmm. She has to say it all the time now. Uh-huh. Um, so Brienne's going into the fuck room, and she's putting fire in there, and then Jamie busts through and says, you're a virgin! And hey, Virgin, mind if I pop my shirt off real quick? Oh, it's hot in here. I'll pop, pop, pop my shirt off real quick. Mm-hmm. And then um, Jamie's like, I hate the North. I'm an ass man. And then Brienne <laughs> is like, uh, is, do you like Tormund? Or I like Tormund. And then Jamie says, you're jealous. And Jamie's like, yeah, I'm jealous. And then they take off each other's shirts. And then they do sex. They do sex. Sorry. It's weird how we only see the tops of Brienne of Tarth's shoulders, but we see Arya's entire ass and boob. I, I wonder why. Just something I noticed. The camera was weird that day. Camera was weird. <laughs> accidentally put on the the wrong lens. I would like to sorry to interrupt, but I did just get um a text from friend of the show Chris. Okay, who hey. you know now, and it just says uh this shit has gone off the rails. <laughs> so well, we like it. Can't wait to check that in an hour or so. But <laughs> well, it's good. Um, we love it. So Jamie says, uh, I've never slept with a knight, and Jamie says, I'm a virgin, or Brian says, I'm a virgin, and then they, uh, Jamie kisses her, and in the inside of the episode, did you watch it this week? Just checking. Oh, I, I missed it this missed week. Missed so. it. Uh, all nine minutes of it, huh? So, mm-hmm. uh, Benioff says, Brian and Jamie are such dissimilar characters. Okay. You know how, <laughs> they have nothing, okay. they have nothing, their characters aren't related to each other in any way, but they want to fuck once before Jamie mm-hmm. decides to love Cersei again. Yeah, that would be nice for both of them to do. 
So the so anyways, they fuck on Ned Stark's bed, and then yep. <laughs> and then for the first time, somebody fucks on the bed, and then um for this, then they all I guess clear out because then John's in the fuck room and Khaleesi walks in. Is this that same room? I I don't think so, but like it's hard to explain. Mm-mm. It looks exactly the fucking same. Yeah. And John says he's a little drunk, and he brings up Jorah again because we fucking he's because he's poochy. Mm-hmm. And Khaleesi says he was like a brother to me. I love you in the sex way. And like, and why do they love each other? I know it's well tread territory, but like, why? Why I didn't? I was too busy being mad to hear. What like, why do they love each other? Oh, uh, they read the script. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, sorry. I don't have much more for you there. Can you tell me how you think the smooching stops in this scene? Because they um, start, they start to give kiss. J- John stops it, right? That's what, yeah. That's what the the scene and the that's what the scene and the characters in our eyes say. Um, but to to David Benioff, uh, Khaleesi stops because she's mad that John is going to usurp her. I, I, I could be remembering this wrong, but didn't she kiss him? Yeah, she comes into the fuck room and starts. They start smooching, and then um, John pulls away. But to them, nope, you're wrong. Do you even watch the show? Yeah, I guess I don't watch the show. So this is, um, so she's like, I wish you never told me. Or no, jo- or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so you think this is about she's his aunt, right? That's that's exactly. how I read it at first. You think it's, oh, okay, because it's weird because I'm your aunt and you're my nephew. But Yeah, that was my first instinct. No, she's mad because she's tried to forget, but then she saw all the people gathered around them and calling him king. Oh, so okay. she comes in and tries to fuck him, and then says, "No, actually, because you're not a king. I'm not a king. I'm a Khaleesi." Mm-hmm. So this is—I mean, anybody who likes the show and watches this and is mad at me is going to say, "Well, this is just foreshadowing that she's mad." But um, she's always she's always been written like this. <laughs> Doesn't she just like, start crying and saying, "Like, don't tell anyone"? Yeah, she's saying that the way that they should stay together and be normal again is if she if John tells nobody about his secret family and swear Bran and John, uh, Sam to secrecy. And John's like, "I have to tell Sansa and Arya, they're my sisters." And um, Khaleesi says, "Sansa's a woman, and we hate each other for it." Mm-hmm. And then Khaleesi explains who Sansa is to John. What? <laughs> She's just kind of like you don't know our you don't know Sansa. Here's what she's gonna do. Oh they've never, yeah, they've the one thing they've said to each other is Winterfell is yours, your grace, and Jon Snow is short. That's okay. That was funny. <laughs> that was really funny. So then, fucking Jon's like, I gotta tell my family, and we're it'll still work out. And then Khaleesi's mood changes because she's a uh, Joker, and she's she's like, the only way that you can say with me is if you uh, don't tell them, and then walks out. Um, and so, then, so he tells them immediately. <laughs> yeah, and then Benioff about the scene does say that John is a man of his word, which is just my favorite thing for him to say. You can't just say that. Oh, and He's he says not. he does say he does explain that kissing isn't strange to Khaleesi because she, Viserys told her about Targaryens kissing, but it's strange to John. They did fuck. Like it, that happened. They did. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm only like two hundred something pages into uh, Fire and Blood, but I guess they fuck eventually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we go to a war council now. Do you want to go to Patreon? Yeah. <laughs> let's, Patreon. let's remind ourselves of money real quick. This show fucking sucks, dude. Patreon.com slash post Game of Thrones. If you like what you hear, you can donate to us. <laughs> if you like at this one, high energy, good content. At $1 a month, you'll get uh, 
Access to all our bonus content, which includes Carry Me Home, where me and producer Kim watch and rate every Jim Carrey movie. And Words and Deeds, where we talk about Metal Gear Solid, me and Brooks. God, I fucking wish I was in Salino Yarsk right now. Yeah. Uh, $5 a month, you'll get... I believe there is there was a Patreon message that I mentioned uh-huh. uh, was sent in. Um, but... Okay, wait, I think I found it. Yeah? Okay, so let's let's address this message. Okay. Uh, this was so at five dollars a month you'll get a special shout out in episodes. This week's special user is Elliot the Tormentor. Hello. We may have shouted out Elliot recently, but I do want to congratulate her for just fucking hand waving the show and leaving it behind. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing the 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 saluting Russian streamer right now. Yeah. Uh, this question comes in from Trey. I won't say your last name. Uh, for the, I really like this idea. Okay. Uh, tell me how you, you feel about okay. it. Okay. For the finale, Brooke should explain the episode to Eddie without him watching it. <laughs> <laughs> and periodically have him guess what happens next, since he seems to be flabbergasted by scenes he's actually seen. <laughs> also... Here's where it takes a turn. Also, assuming the books come out before G, uh, let's just say, I, 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 I understand where this is going. I'm going to rephrase it. Sure. Let's say all the books come out before all his, un- all George's unpublished works are burned in a house fire. Sure. Have, have you guys considered doing a podcast for the books themselves to keep the good times rolling? Please consider me an enemy of the show. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You can't ask to be a friend, but I'll take as many enemies as we can get. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm like uh, fucking Sansa, where I, or where I don't want any uh, allies. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I really like the first part of that. Yeah, sounds good. I feel I'll like we'll talk. About, we'll at least talk about the Winds of Winter when it comes out. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. I, I just can't do a whole reread again. Yeah, I but think we're gonna. We'll I do... think. I mean. We are doing a production meeting on the air, but I, I feel like every now and then something periodically might come up that we might, like, have an episode's worth of, to talk about it. Yeah. But we're also doing two other podcasts at the We moment. do a lot of podcasts, so we'll do, the only thing, we'll do Wins a Winner and maybe prequel stuff. I don't know yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see if it's sufficiently, if it makes us feel anything. Yeah. Not looking great right now. Now, I, um, you know, it's just going to be hard uh, to watch after the lore master forsaken us, forsook exactly. us, and now, now, got his show canceled. Now that he's gone, it will even be worth it. Um, at $10 a month, you'll get all that, plus special user status in Discord, and we'll create a Fire Pro Wrestler in whatever likeness you choose, patreon.com, slash Thrones. So are you excited to uh, to watch the finale? Is that still your plan? Uh, the, the good thing is, this is... <laughs> I. I did. I did bring up our Discord, sort of the funny username of Baylor Butthole on the side. That's so pretty sorry, funny. I was distracted for a moment. Thank um, you, George. Thank you, George. Uh, so this is my last week of. So the past few weeks, I've been watching these fucking movie length episodes, and then waking up at five twenty in the morning to go teach children all day. Uh huh. So good thing for the next two weeks. Um, I'll kind of have that Monday free. Sure. So I'll be able to just be mad all night and then sleep until it's time to record. I fucking love staying up until fucking 5 a.m. just to write the episode recap every week. I fucking love it, dude. And you get to watch it two times. I, I get two. <laughs> One for each of my sons, Aegon. Anyway, where are we now? 
So fucking now we're at the War Council, where we okay. learn that exactly half of the Unsullied and Northmen have gone. Mm-hmm. What if the Night King was Thanos? Anyways, mm-hmm. so the, we find out that the Golden Company is in King's Landing, and Varys mentions explicitly that the Greyjoy fleet is there and brought them there. Uh-huh. And then he says out loud that the playing field is even now. Please, please believe me. The stakes are even higher than the Night King. Please believe me. Um, um and, and then this is when uh, Sansa says, hey, um, all our guys literally just fought a war against death. Maybe we should give him, like, a day off. Hey, we did just learn that Yara took back the Iron Islands and there's a Prince of Dorne that's on our side. Okay, Maybe we did learn that And famously, Dorne has, like, the most soldiers. Maybe we should, like, reach out to them and get more... No, we have to attack right now. And Khaleesi says, I helped you and Jorah died, and now you don't want to help me now. I'm mad. So everyone is... Literally, it's like the things people have been saying online where Sansa's like, hey, wait. wait just wait a minute. Like, let's get our guys some time to rest up. We'll, we have we have the Iron Islands now. We have Dorne. John let's needs like, to build- take care of Ghost. He needs to, he needs he to, needs to fix up his dog and take him to the vet. <laughs> Why don't we just wait, like, a fucking minute? Cersei's entire army consists of sellswords that she's gonna have to constantly be paying. Maybe we just kind of wait a little bit before we attack today. And Khaleesi says, I know what we'll do. We'll fly over water where they can't get us. Right now, immediately. And then everyone's mad at Sansa! Well, she's she's bad. She's bad, though. She's new Littlefinger. Did you find, did you realize in this episode that every all the small folk are living George Orwell book now? <laughs> yeah, because Miss Sandy's like, uh, but every, hey everybody, it's my last line of the series, and um, mm-hmm. the oh fuck, it's not. I forgot what she says. <laughs> yep, <laughs> Jesus. She so later. she's like, uh, hey, everybody, the people will rise for their saviors when we come to King's Landing, and Khaleesi says, no, the people trust Cersei too much. They do. And then later, Kyburn confirms it by being like, uh, your grace, Khaleesi, uh, the small folk are all thankful that you're taking them into your house. (laughs) So they all just, yeah, Cersei, they love it. Yeah, Cersei. So that's why they're not worried about Gendry being legitimized, because, like, you might think that, um, the small folk only liked Tommen because he was a Baratheon, and the Lannisters, if they openly did incest, they would be abominations, but no, they like Cersei and Jamie fucking. They like when she blew when up. When he God. next episode when he gets back, they're gonna fucking all the small folk are gonna carry him up to the red keep like a betting ceremony and they're all gonna watch him fuck his sister. A bear, a bear <laughs> from here to there. there. Harry Strickland's gonna be clapping. Dark Star uh-huh. is the Prince of Dorne now. And then um So the plan is that oh, and John takes Khaleesi's side to prove that he's um a whipped boyfriend. It's Mm. thanks, David. So the plan is that John and Davos will ride down the King's Road with the remaining Dothraki. Who? So they were just sort of uh just don't really watch the show that they make, I guess. Now there's some Dothraki alive. Okay. Um the others will ride to White Harbor and sail to Dragonstone safely, even though the Iron Fleet is right there, and Khaleesi will keep them safe. And Jamie will stay here as Sansa's guest. What? What? We could use him. Nope. He would help? No? No. Okay. Um, and nobody claimed Dragonstone again when everybody left, and the world's most famous and successful child soldier trained to infiltrate any space is not being used here. You know how they go to Dragonstone like four separate times in this episode? Well, they, they like it. 
Yeah. It's Dragonstone is basically Wawa. You just get out there every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't belong to anybody. It's the Wild West. Yeah. You know how like, you know how Jamie's thing is that you like Jamie. Um, you know how Jamie's thing is that no, like, I don't know anymore, dude. No, you like him. Um, I like him. So you know how Jamie's thing was that with uh, his sort of greatest uh, accomplishment, which is also his greatest shame and the crux of his character, is that he wanted to stop a Targaryen from murdering thousands of innocent people with fire in King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Might be compelling in a good character moment for him to like be with Khaleesi at the end of this episode and be like, uh, your grace, Khaleesi, uh, it's bad for you to do that, actually, because uh, you're you're the Mad King to me if you do that. Mm-hmm. And but no, because Jamie's got to go fuck once and then go back to his girlfriend. He loves his sister too much. Yeah, that's a more compelling storyline if he just uh, does the eighth fuck with Cersei. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then um, Arya stops John and says, "Hey, we need a word." And the implication then, because they start talking when they're all in the Godswood together in the next scene, so they're all just pushing Bran, walking in complete silence all the way to the Godswood the whole way until they get there to talk. Yeah, which is very funny. Mm-hmm. And um, this is why this episode's called "Last of the Starks" because they say it in this scene. So, do you like it? This episode is so fucking long, dude. I like it. So fucking Arya's like I I uh Arya only trusts Northmen, which is famously what Arya Stark is all about. Yep, is yeah. You know her whole thing is how she's not in the north and she's going around and seeing that small folk are people and like But no, she doesn't need allies and she only trusts Northmen and then John says, I've never been a Stark and Sansa says, Yes, you're Ned Stark's son and You're Ned Stark's son and you're my brother, not my half brother. <laughs> like she's he still is. Well, related, not brother, but, Brand- you know. John fucking found out that he has a Stark mom instead of a Stark dad, and he gave up his dog because he doesn't think he's a Stark anymore. Cool. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. So we get another R plus L equals J reveal, and... The Ar- seventh one. Yeah, Arya says, I'm cool, I can keep secrets, I'm one of the boys. And then Sansa says, I'll keep secret, I'm not, I'm not a traitor, and then... They should have just gone on with this, like, you must swear to it. I swear. Swear to me! Yeah. Do you double doggy swear? Yes! Do you double doggy dog style swear? No take backs, no backsies. <laughs> Cut to Bran fucking spaced out like, yeah. in his chair. He's watching Avengers. <laughs> so you might think that we get like a reaction in this 80 minute episode from the Stark girls' main characters about John's parentage, but no. Because then we go to Nothing. Tyrion and Jamie talking about how it was to fuck Brienne. Oh, that did that happen? I don't remember this. Yeah, Tyrion and Jamie are they're drinking and knowing things, and they Tyrion makes a tall person joke because mm-hmm. uh, he had to like climb for it when he was fucking uh, Brienne. Oh god! And then so um, I can't believe you forgot this funny scene because Tyrion asks what Brienne is like down there. I'm not kidding. Okay. Um, and then he says, uh, I, I, you gotta, come on, bro, you gotta tell me, I haven't had sex in years. And then Braun interrupts. Oh my god, yeah, I, okay, I forgot about this. Hey, Eddie, remember, <laughs> hey, remember how, uh, earlier in the show, Arya Stark couldn't get into Winterfell? 
Mm-hmm. Well, what if the guy who shot Drogon with a big gun shows up with Joffrey's crossbow and says, Bron where the fuck in, is the hand of the king? Bronn walks in with a fucking revolver, ocelot, engraved giant crossbow, busts through the door like he's fucking Seinfeld Kramer, uh-huh. and they just love it. Everyone starts clapping. Yeah, and then everybody's like, oh, my good friend Bronn, and Bronn says, actually, it's for you. I'm evil now. And Jamie says, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that later. And, um... He punches Tyrion in the nose, and Tyrion's like, my nose is broken, which I genuinely think is them being like, do you get it, book readers? Yeah. And Eli Tyrion has his nose gone in the second book, and now in the eighth final season, we pretended to break his nose almost. Uh, yeah. So in this episode, Bronn says that Jamie can't fight. So in this, so jot this so, down. But, this is a, this, wait. in this episode, Bran can't see the future, and Jamie can't fight. So that's. I, he did, he did survive. Like, the battle. He right? did have a fucking human pyramid of evil zombie flesh eaters on top of him for eight years, but he's fine. Okay, I might just be remembering things differently. It's, yeah, you're, you're, you're not brain, you don't have a memory, so. Yeah, true, I forgot about that. So then, uh, Tyrion's, uh, Bronn's like, I'm doing this so that I can get River Run. And then Tyrion says, what about our deal? What's River Run? And Bronn doesn't say the twins, even though it's two fucking towers. And then he says, Highgarden! Highgarden? And then Bronn says, okay, I'm going to be out of the series. Yeah, okay, Miss Frizz, I'm out. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm about to head out. Yeah, so the Joker shoots a crossbow next to Jamie to prove that he might kill him because he's the Joker. And then, um, I don't know why Bronn wants a castle with no defenses, but okay. He likes it. He can just walk right through and get why it. Why didn't they say Hall? And also just the fact that, like, the fucking other great lords are not going to accept Bronn getting a great house. Like, yeah, they, they might accept him getting Hall or, like, the twins or exactly. something like that. But he's not going to fucking... I mean, he is because the show, they love it. But, like, imagine Ronald Tarly seeing that Bronn is the fucking lord of Highgarden. He'd love it, and nothing bad would happen. He'd love it. Um, and Bronn says, I'll find you when the war is done. I'm a good guy. And then... And the Hound rides a horse, and Arya's there, too. Like, if if we were still using any type of logic, and, like, this feudal system actually worked the way it was supposed to, if Bronn was made Lord of Highgarden, a fucking war would start. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, he's epic, though, so. But luckily, there's only two episodes left, so we don't have time There's for two that. episodes, and the series gets smaller every episode. Uh-huh. Remember how, so Arya's riding a, ho- a horse with the Hound, and Arya says, I don't like heroes. And then Sandor says, I have unfinished business in King's Landing, and I don't plan on coming back. And then Arya says, me too. Nobody invited me to go fight in the last war, even though I just killed the Night King. Clegane Bowl watch, 2020. Bowl. I, I feel like I'm dying. Well, okay, well, imagine... Okay, so you, didn't, you don't like the episode so far, but imagine if you got to see dragons flying on television. Uh- because in this scene, Danny says hello to my two alive dragons, and then Sansa watches them fly, and then Tyrion is there. Oh, is, is this when it gets fucking murked? No. So there was a discreet scene of dragons flying that totally, like, wiped itself from my memory. Well, there was, Tyrion walks up to her two dragons, and sees, and they have different colors in the scene. And then um, Sansa's watching them fly around in the sky, and then Tyrion shows up, and he's like, she's like, Tyrion, why do you like Khaleesi? And, um, so this is the, this is the part where in the chat you said the unsullied Millie Rock in perfect, perfect formation right oh, past Okay. Them. Okay. They really were though. They were hitting that. They were hitting the Millie Rock. Um, 
So Tyrion explains. That's he's probably why I forgot about the dragons. I was <laughs> thinking, about. thinking about them hitting the Millie Rock on any block. <laughs> I was, yeah, sorry. Um, so Tyrion explains to Sansa, because Sansa has the orb of confusion, that she will be the true power in the north if, if Sansa, if lets Jon go be Khaleesi's husband. Uh-huh. And then Tyrion says, uh, uh, Jon's not a Stark, and then Sansa becomes an awful liar. Even, hey, remember season four when she lied to the Vale Lords perfectly? Directly to their fucking faces with little finger in the room. Yeah, and she was like actually learning for. Oh, that happened before the Ramsey thing, so they don't care about. Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, forgot. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um. So Sansa says, Tyrion, wait, 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 wait. Um. I'm going to betray the Starks for the Lannisters again, so that the fandom hates me forever. Thanks, David. Anyways, what if there's somebody better to to throw your support behind? And it's and it's John. But that happens off screen. We don't see that happen. Well, according to Dan Weiss, um, okay. she's doing this because she knows what will happen. And I quote, she's a student of Littlefinger and she can think many steps ahead. So she knows Tyrion will tell Varys and so on. Did, did you get that good, uh, sound effect of my belly grumbling as soon as he said that? Yeah, cause you're, you're hungry out. for more of this episode. I can't wait to hear more about this. Um, oh, oh, well, hey, hey, we're at, um, my literal, the angriest I've been this season. Oh, let's hear it. Now it's getting good. Um, so Tormund sees John off. Uh, Rhaegal. Okay, ne- okay. Rhaegal needs time to heal. Mm-hmm. So that's why John's not riding Rhaegal and for no other reason. Rhaegal was, f- does fly later though. Yeah, he, you, there's like a little opening in his wing on one part of it. Uh-huh. And even, like, John's like, oh, I can't ride him. And the Tormund's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're tiny and you're small and you're you're so tiny. Ah. And then, like... But now we know the reason why he's not riding Rhaegal is because plot armor. Mm-hmm. Um... So he said, Tormund says he'll, he's taking the free, phone ba- the free folk back home because Brienne won't fuck him. Not kidding. Mm-hmm. And he'll go through Castle Black as soon as the winter storms pass. Ooh. Um, I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's a fucking blizzard at Last Hearth right now. Yeah, and seems pretty bad. He looks over at Ghost and just apropos of nothing goes, "Oh, that's where Ghost belongs too." He'll be happier John up there. Was fucking looking for any opportunity to get rid of this fucking He wanted boy. to fucking yeet Ghost the moment he found him in the pilot. Yep. <laughs> Remember when Ghost was found outside Winterfell? Yeah, right there. Like south of the wall and John's like, "He needs to be at his home." <laughs> so John gives a tearful goodbye and hug to Tormund. And not Ghost. And then, oh, the, before he fucking, yeah, so before uh, Ghost leaves forever, Sam and Gilly approach, and John hugs Gilly, but not Ghost. And Gilly mm. says, I'm uh, fucking Glengarry Glen Ross. And Sam says, there wasn't much to do at all. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Took me a second. She's, <laughs> she's Gregario. And Sam says, there wasn't much to do in Old Town. Remember when John? <laughs> so, so, so Gilly has become D.D. Gregarious. Uh, <laughs> John sent Sam to the Citadel to become a Maester of the Night's Watch. He did. And he got Cersei Grego again. She got Gilly, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> He's openly breaking his vows. Uh, and they how do the- you fu- he fucking got he got Gilly Gregnant Steins monster <laughs> twice. <laughs> well, that's that's actually a Dance with Dragons reference. That was good. Okay, because monster. Um, 
But Sam's like, uh, we're going to name the baby John. You're the best friend we ever had. And John goes, you, you, you too. And Ghost whines, and John just walks away from him. That's it. I've given warmer goodbyes to fucking toll booth attendants when I'm just going yep. through a toll on the interstate. Yep. Yep. Do you remember? Hey, do you remember how the first fucking scene of this entire series that George ever wrote was like a family coming across a litter of direwolf puppies and literally everything else grew out of that? John was the one who stopped him and he's like, Lord Stark is the sigil of your house. And Ned said, probably doesn't mean nothing. And then they just rode away. Yeah, please, Mr. Pervert, take the man- the manifestation of my soul away, because I found out that my mom is a Stark instead of my dad. Uh-huh. It's good. And, like, can you imagine, like, if you want to get rid of Ghost, like, number one, let him die in the last battle like it seemed to happen. Um, number two, give the fucking dog to Sansa. Sansa lost her dog in episode two, but the big pervert gets it? Yeah. Let him go be with the fucking Nymeria pack that we know about now. Oh, that's not you. Oh, yeah, that's not them. Mm -hmm. So this is the thing. The one silver lining I did have is it would be very funny if Ghost became the Thousandth Lord Commander of the Night's Watch because he is going to Castle Black. Okay, that would be pretty fucking good. But, okay, so just to sort of... um, This made my eyes fucking shoot open like Squidward funny Mm -hmm. uh, at 5 a.m. last night. John literally gives his guy, his dog... John gives his dog to a guy who has... The one guy in the world... Who has a famous nickname that references how he loves to fuck animals. Yeah. Cool. Not in the, not in the show, though. Right? He's the husband of bears. He was just talking about it, like, two episodes ago, right? Oh, shit. He did, yeah. Cool. It's fine. Whatever. Cool. So we see funny, fucking funny. the Targaryen. Funny. It's funny. It is funny. It's God, it's so fucking funny. We're sailing Targaryen ships towards King's Landing, and Miss Andy's holding Grey Worm's hand and says, Thank you for bringing me into the middle of battle, Grey Worm. In my favorite place to be. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait to get my first epic kill, Grey Worm. Thank you. Mm. And then below deck, Varys and Tyrion are talking about how Robert's Rebellion was based on a lie. Yep. And Varys is the tenth person to learn about R plus L equals J, he says. And Kim's home. Kim! Hey, Kim, this episode is hell. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Thank you. Um, We're barely done with it. It's good. So, uh-huh. um, we learned, so Varys is like, John has a better claim. He's good to me. And, yeah. uh, it's good how this is all Sansa's fault. Thanks, David. Um, yeah. and Tyrion's like, they could just like get married, John and Khaleesi. And Varys literally says she's his aunt. Yep. But then Tyrion but then says, like, eh, it's fine. Tyrion says Targs do that and she loves him, a real life princess. Mm-hmm. She loves him. Um, At and least also, they do bring up what if they got married. Yeah. Remember when but, Littlefinger knew about fucking Rhaegar and Lyanna in season five, but Varys didn't until now? He knew? Remember when Varys used to be an informant? Informers, no. I'm not even making jokes anymore, whatever. It's fine. Um, looky boom boom down. Let's go. I'm just, I've, I've been reading the, I don't know if I've mentioned this, I've been reading Fire and Blood recently, mm-hmm. and uh, the first 250 pages of the book, and probably the rest, are just... Multiple wars breaking out because of incestuous Targaryen marriage and everybody hating it. Oh, okay, weird. They didn't like that very much. Yeah, it's kind of the one thing that they've risen against. They love it. They love that Cersei uh-huh. blew up God. So the dragons uh-huh. get to King's Landing, and um, John was too heavy to be on Rhaegal's back. Uh-huh. And then a fucking bolt just murks Rhaegal in the chest, and that's it. He gets hit with three discreet big bullets. They're fucking, name that scorpion Robert Baratheon, because my, <laughs> my boy Rhaegal just got murked in the chest. 
it's a good thing none of them hit like all 17 of them none of them hit drogon yeah so what did happen is uh Rhaegal got hit with 100% three out of three fucking steph curry accuracy from beyond the rock and Mm. then daenerys gets mad and and euron was behind a rock for the first shot and then Mm. daenerys gets mad and flies directly at the big guns and they all fire a million shots that she's that she's closer but she misses all of them none of them hit her though None of them hit them. So, so again, just to to highlight enough of that. Um, so <laughs> enough of uh, that. So inside the episode, Daenerys forgot about the Iron Fleet. <laughs> Canonically, as stated by the creator, she just forgot they were there. She forgot. Um, Good show. Yeah, remember how it took the Night King seven seasons to figure out how to kill a dragon that he didn't know about? Well, Euron's even more epic than that. Please believe me. Please don't start hating the show. Uh huh. We know what we we're did. doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Euron turns his gun to the Khaleesi's ship of very important characters. Mm-hmm. And this is where, uh, Tyrion Millie rocks into the water. <laughs> T- Tyrion hits the wall and the flies wall. into the water. Uh-huh. And then a big mass falls on his head, and it's this... The reason they did this was because Tyrion being knocked out is the... It means they don't have to explain how Missandei got captured. How, one, how did Missandei get captured? Two, how did they know who she was? Like, how did they know she was of note? Well, she was the only woman of color in the world, so. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 sorry, I forgot about that. There's also, when they're when they're all on, so Tyrion gets a second drowning fake out in three seasons, and, um, yeah, and also he does just sort of, like, get knocked out in the open ocean, and he just kind of crawls onto shore, the way that that works. Tyrion's and the, then Tyrion's the on, drowned god now. Are they on Dragonstone? I think? What the fuck? Because aren't they back there in, like, the Oh, yeah! Game? Awesome. So yeah, also whatever. there there is a, a shot where when they land on the shore and uh there's a shot where Varys is like hamming it up and coughing loudlier than anybody else. Uh-huh. Which is I pretty, that was good. Which is pretty that, funny. That was pretty good. And then yeah. Grey Worm is like where is my wife? Mm-hmm. And Dan Weiss explains that he's upset and Khaleesi is upset because their best friend has been taken. Oh. Can okay. you name your favorite 3 Miss Andy and Danny best friend moments? They talked about Grey Worm and his dick and balls. So, yeah, there was the scene where they found out about the Grey Worm was in danger from Euron, and then Khaleesi asked about his dick situation. Mm. There was the scene where Danny held uh, Miss Sandy's hand before abandoning her in Dasnak's pit. Yeah, there was that. Those are the only ones I can remember. Hey, Kim, what's your favorite Miss Sandy and Daenerys moment? When... Yeah, I don't think I have one. Thank you. What's yours? <laughs> Same. Anyway, best friends. Yeah. So Cersei's looking over the completely different city of King's Landing now, and, uh... It looks so bad! It looks like Why Karth. does it look like that? Um, so even though Hot Pie can in- get inside information about Cersei's motivations freely, um, mm-hmm. everybody lives in 1984 now, and Cersei is keeping all the information from them. And then Euron learned from Gendry how to propose and says, our child is going to rule them all. And then Kyber nods because he did a fantasy ultrasound and found out that Cersei is pigment. And then <laughs> and then Cersei explains to the audience that if Danny wants to take the throne, she'll have to murder thousands of innocent people first. Cersei got double pig night, dude. She got double pig night. <laughs> how do you do that? This really is a fantasy show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, maybe she's letting everybody into the Red Keep so that, uh, she can show them all her famous floor map. 
Okay, I would like that. I'd take a tour of it. Yeah. So who is it in chat that was saying the way, uh, like, Euron gets around is he fucking blue skidoos into, like, a location on the floor map? That makes a there. lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense, Work of the Week. So fucking, well, it's good. The Khaleesi, Miss Sandy's there in chains, and then Khaleesi's planning with Grey Worm, and Varys is like, this is a mistake. Um, so fucking. When is this episode over? Uh, almost. Okay, thank you. So Tyrion says it'll take Jon a fortnight to get there, so they should go to Cersei and offer her life in exchange for the throne. And Danny says, it will be good if the small folk can see that I tried to avoid bloodshed. Remember that for later. Which they famously, yeah, care about. Yeah. So then uh, Varys and Tyrion are in Stannis' favorite throne room that he loved to be in. They're just back here again somehow. Yeah, and they discuss treason openly with each other. Mm -hmm. And, uh... Varys is like um, Twitter's like Twitter's impression of a Bernie bro, where he's just like John will win because he's a man. Yeah, yeah, he, that's literally it. And then Tyrion makes a joke about how Varys also ain't got no dicky, so that's not a good qualifier for being a ruler. Yeah, that's really funny. And then Varys is like, "I'll never betray the realm. I'm a fucking I'm a Marxist again." Um, uh-huh. Small, I, small folk deserve bread and roses, he says, and mm-hmm. and also fucking. Melisandre told me I die this season, so I gotta die for the people. Yeah. <laughs> and then Tyrion's like, don't do something, Varys. And I'm... My guess is that Varys is gonna go be the dragon tamer from A Dance with Dragons, which would rule. Okay, that'd be pretty sick. I'd like that. It is good. Um, yeah. So Jamie sees Brienne talking to Sansa, and he approaches... Sorry, this episode just doesn't end. Good scene, good scene, good scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so he Jamie learns all of the things that Euron did to kill Rhaegal and all that shit. And Sansa says, hey, Jamie, I always wanted to be there when I when they execute your sister. Bummer, I won't get the chance. And walks away the famous way that Sansa talks. Yep. She's so she, epic. She's so epic, dude. So then we see Jamie leaving Brienne in bed. Um, Brienne's still in, like, her sitcom blanket. Uh-huh. And he's loading up his horse for King's Landing. So... Bri- Brienne comes outside and she's wearing, like, a long nightgown. Well, yeah, she's a long night. Know. Yeah, that's true. So, why did Jamie come north? And the it seems like he just came to fuck Brienne and leave, huh? It seems like, yeah. Just wanted yeah. to sort of yeah fuck Brienne and dip. Cool final season, David. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we love it. So Brienne's like, "You're not like Cersei. You can't save her. Stay here with me." And then Jamie says, "I'm evil. Um, I di- I said mean things to Edmure." Um, and then he says, she's hateful and so am I. And hateful is also what he called Cersei in this scene where they had Jamie rape Cersei in season four. Thanks, David. Oh, no. Yeah, cool, David. Thanks. Thank um, you, David. Thank you, David. He's really going to get right fucking... I, I wonder if that's more, if that's them actually trying to do that on purpose or if they just don't, like, have a large vocabulary. Oh, it could be either. It could be. It's hey. It's hard. It's the best written show on it's, television. You can't really it's tell. Hard to it's, explain. Yeah. Keeps, it keeps talking. So Brienne sobs and Jamie rides off. And like my reading of the scene in retro, what I think they were going for was an Air Bud scene. I really like like get away like get away from me. Yeah, it's like I'm. I like, know I have to go like kill Cersei and probably die, and it'll be easier for you if you're not like in love with me for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to get over me. Thanks for letting me smash, but you need to yeah. get over me. I'm a good guy. Yeah. But they have no indication of that. Like, if it you had a, a split-second shot of letting Jamie's actor act for once in his fucking life, 
and just like look conflicted as he leaves Brienne, but nope. Just like a shot of his face as he's riding away. Yeah, but like let Nikolai act. Let him act. So, according to the inside of the episode, hearing what Cersei okay. did was Jamie's turning point. As much as he admires Brienne, he's got Again? an ad- He's got an addiction to Cersei that he can't break. Oh god. So he hears so that good. she killed a dragon and took Miss Andy and he says, "Oh, I got to get back he's there." Like, he's like, "I got to I got to see this. Uh, this ought to be good. This ought to be good." So then this is where we go outside of Karth where 20 unsullied and the other <laughs> characters are lined up. Uh, and Miss Andy and the bad guys are up on top of a fucking big wall and huge guns are pointed at them and Drogon's just sort of good back there. He's just in the back. They brought Drogon but not to do anything with him. It's kind of like when you walk by, like, a cafe or something, and there's, like, a dog tied up outside, and you go, oh, look at the dog! Yeah. And then you just keep walking. It's like that. So, um, inside the episode, Kyburn's scorpion in Season 7 didn't really work, because it only sort of hurt Drogon and made him land, remember? So, Kyburn went back to the drawing board, and I'm quoting here, he went back to the drawing board and made even larger, more powerful scorpions. Even larger, more powerful scorpions. A big gun to surpass big gun. Snake, the scorpion used to be little, and now it's big. Now what if if the scorpion had, like, a big chain on it that, like, you could stab the dragon and then go, get over here, and pull the dragon in, and it's yours now? Okay. That'd be pretty cool. Pretty cool. The preview the does scorpion, show Euron looking into the, the sky. If the scorpion ripped its mask off, and it was <laughs> a flaming <laughs> halo skull. And then your opponent didn't like to see it and died as a result. And then his fire came out of his mouth. Yeah! Dude, that'd be so pretty amazing. good. Um, so remember how this this was done as a gesture so the small folk could see how good Danny is? None of them are here and they can't see it because they're outside. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And then Kyvern comes out of the gates and says, Lord Tyrion, I challenge you to a debate. Yeah. <laughs> debate me on the marketplace of ideas. Yeah, change my mind, Tyrion. <laughs> and um, Tyrion's not even wearing mittens, and it's a beautiful blue sky afternoon. I'm not kidding. Uh-huh. Remember when it was snowing last ep- last season in King's Landing? Anyways. It's like a crisp 73. Yeah, it looks like I would love to play Ultimate Frisbee at King's Landing in winter. Oh, it looks, so, it looks great. So they say, hey, well, you should surrender. And the other one says, you do it. And, um, a bunch, so, Kyburn's like, ah, you're bad, and then Tyrion walks right past him, and then a bunch of archers sort of draw arrows towards Tyrion, and you think Cersei's gonna kill him, because there's no fucking reason for her not to use all of, she could end the war right now. Wouldn't she just kill Tyrone? Again, it seems like, like last season, how they're seeming, they're seeming to write it as if Cersei secretly likes Tyrion and doesn't want to kill him. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I guess we'll never know. Remember how Cersei hired Bronn to kill Tyrion? But now she won't kill him with one million archers pointed at him. Huh. It's almost like she needed she knew that Bronn needed something to do. Hmm. It seems Weird. like they accidentally made Bronn still alive and a major supporting character in season oh, three of Game of Thrones. She, she she forgot. She wanted to reward Bronn. She didn't want to do it herself. It would be weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. So Tyrion uses his regular speaking voice to talk to Cersei on top of the skyscraper. And Uh in this episode, Tyrion says, the small folk hate Cersei now. Yeah. This is propaganda. So they hate Big Brother now. And he says, I know this because I've seen it. (laughs) I've seen it. Um, So then Tyrion mentions that Cersei needs to surrender for her child's sake, which everybody's talking about how that should alert Euron that something's up. 
if Tyrion mm-hmm. knows about the baby that he that he just found he out just about. got her with he and doesn't he's he doesn't know there was one review I was reading that was like oh this is going to be the downfall of Euron because he's going to use his wits to realize that Cersei's lying and be mad and leave the ships and no nope sorry no no you're thinking way too much no you're more thinking about a show that thinks about their writing mm-hmm um, so then, uh, Cersei turns to Miss Sandy and says, any last words? And Miss Sandy drinks bone-hurting juice. Mm-hmm. What does she say, though? She says Dracario, and, <laughs> and then, <laughs> it's really sad, because do you think, do you think Miss Sandy ever got to experience a joke? Remember when Tyrion was teaching her a joke for two seasons? I wish, I, it would be really funny if she, if that was her last word. It's <laughs> just, I, t- I tell joke. Um... <laughs> So yeah, Gregor just unsheaths his sword, and Missandei gets beheaded, and she falls off the tower. And it's exactly the way that Mossador was executed by Khaleesi in season five. But that's Does not this the, mean anything. That's not the season we reference anymore. And Khaleesi oh. cries for Jorah twice in this episode, but she doesn't cry for Missandei. She becomes angry and walks away. And then Tyrion's sad because his queen is a loose cannon, and that's it. Uh huh. Thank God. And this episode is the lowest rated episode on IMDb so far. Weird. I don't know if that's related. That just must be like some weird like. Like, the algorithm isn't working properly, or, like... Yeah. Well, you know, it's hard to explain. Um, Um, Next week, on Game of uh Thrones, Tyrion is Uh back at Dragonstone. Okay. Um, They go back to the Missandei sacrifice spot, and, like, Jon is there. Okay. And then the the last shot is Euron looking up into the sky, and it's so sunny and bright out that he's literally shielding his eyes. Okay. No bullshit. And then we hear Drogon roar, and I really think next episode is just going to be them inventing armor for a dragon. I mean, that'd be pretty... Gendry made it. Yeah. He's the fastest. I just think it's interesting that Fire and Blood is literally all about how, like, even scorpions can't pierce dragon skin. Mm -hmm. And, like, the one way that anybody ever took down a dragon was hitting their Zelda weak spot eye, and it was, like, a Mm -hmm. huge world-famous news because somebody Mm -hmm. actually killed a dragon. Yeah. You can just do it. Euron did it. Yeah, but you're hunted it. But sometimes you just forget about boats. Uh huh. Um, work of the week. Work of the week. Kim. Work of the week. Exclusive. So, uh, fuck this show. I had to be up until five a.m. just to rewatch it, and I wanted to go to bed. So, John's the new Night King, and here's why. Okay. Um. So, first of all, who knew uh, the Night King's name before anybody else? John. Um. So they're connected. He's seen him. He's seen him. Um, he's seen him because he looked in, he's narcissist and he looked into the water. Um, so why was John screaming at the dragon last episode? That's because that's when the Night King was three-eyed raven style uploading all of his information to John. We saw what happened with Bran. He And we know that the three-eyed raven and the Night King, they're connected and there's a million of each. So this is just him passing on the Night King onto John. Okay. So you might be asking why John? Well, he's the perfect vessel. He's literally a famous zombie. So, again, it's going to be easy for him to warg. Um, uh-huh. Also, just, like, some some corroborating information from this episode. John senses Gilly's baby before he's told about it. Ooh, okay. Now, a baby from Craster's Keep, the Night King's going to be very interested in that. He is. And also, when, Tor- when Tormund gets a free dog from John, he says, you've got the true north in you, which is a reference to the lands of always winter. He's got the Night King in him. Also, they don't mention Egret in that scene, just to point that out again. Weird. That didn't, that didn't come up? Nope, didn't come up. Um, okay. It's hard to explain. So, the Night King fell off a dragon, and that's actually why John doesn't want to ride Rhaegal anymore. 
Yeah. The excuse was canonically flimsy. Tormund was like, that's a stupid excuse, but now he's scared of riding dragons because the Night King fell off. Okay, I do remember that happening. And he doesn't want to fuck Danny anymore because he's got a blue dick and he knows that he'll make a night baby with her. And he doesn't want to do that. Shit, dude. And here's where you really get into the human heart and conflict with itself here at the end. Okay, hit me with it. Now that he's the Night King, he doesn't remember how to eat pussy anymore. So he's keeping <laughs> Bran alive so that history can remember how. History remembers his... <laughs> his brave sacrifice. He's he's alive still, but he doesn't remember how to third base the Khaleesi anymore. I mean, people have been saying that the White Walker story isn't completely over yet. And I'm yeah, on, on Jimmy Kimmel, Benioff and Weiss refuse to say that the Night King story is over. So there you now go. Now we know why. We figured it out. Yeah. Confirmed. Nice try, David. I figured it out. You can't put one fast past me. Mm-hmm. I'll never be gone from How oh, about a hand job, Khaleesi? <laughs> no! <laughs> a tuggeroo for me? <laughs> tuggeroo from me to you! <laughs> Sorry, Kim. I'm not even paying attention. Okay, good. Don't. Uh, let's get into questions. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Pay, uh, postgameofthrones.tumblr.com, postgot at gmail.com. If you can believe it, we have a lot to get through. Uh, first one comes Khaleesi, in from... Khaleesi, I'm going to smash your other walls! Tumblr user Siberian Pine asked a question. This one says, Born to die, world is flat, kill em all main characters, 297 AC, I am White Walker... <laughs> 410 billion whatever Emmys won. Yeah. This is going to win Best Drama, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I really think it's going to. Um, let's see. Uh, got a lot here. There's a lot of people want to talk about this one, huh? A lot of people want to, yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, Tumblr user Okuyasu's Persona the Paw asked a question. Okay. What do you think the odds are that in the final episode of HBO's prestige television series Game of Thrones will end as such? The good guys win and flowers start to bloom. And then Bran wakes up after having been thrown off of the tower by Jamie, and it was all a future dream. And he'll say, I had a dream of spring. Happy shitting. I really think they're going to name the last you- episode <laughs> a dream of spring, even though it's summer now. <laughs> are you slurping soup and laughing? I am. <laughs> Kim laughing alone with soup? <laughs> yeah. Soup time. <laughs> Soup time. We love it. Um, I, you know, I honestly, that's like the one cliche that they haven't done on the show yet. So uh-huh. might as well all be a dream. We'll never have dreams, is what they said. Mm-hmm. So that's how it's going to end with one to trick you. Yeah. Uh, Tumblr user Rolly asked, uh, Littlefinger is Nisa Nisa. Because Arya killed him with yep. a Valyrian steel throat punch. The throat punch. Fatality. Yeah, assassin skills. Got him. Got him. The stick training. Uh, anonymous. What you need to do is just go up to Littlefinger and just take his throat off. Uh, Snake, remember, you're gonna have to defeat the boss who is a trained soldier who trained you and is one of America's best combatants in war. Mm, Colonel, what if I punched her in the throat with a knife? We've yet to consider that, Snake, but... In the jungle, anything's possible. <laughs> now, Snake, the Night King will be looking at your one hand that has a dagger in it. What you, what he, what you have that he doesn't is two hands. <laughs> so if you secretly, tactically put that dagger in the other hand, while you have the Dragon Blast dress blade equipped, go into the survival viewer, switch it from one hand to the other. <laughs> 
Don't accidentally put on the Walder Frey skin. Yeah, do not wear the Frey mask. Uh, <laughs> Anonymous asked Twitter user Crestpants here, and I got one question. Is Benjen not Cold Hand, Cold Hand Stark dead? <laughs> no, yes. yeah, he, he is an undead person who the Children of the Forest brought back magically, but he also just died in real life during the, the funny Dragon Circle episode where Viserion died. It's a really good show. Um, it was one of the episodes where God isn't real, unfortunately. Ah, I just missed it. Uh, uh, Tell me, user and I believe Android Kit asked a question. Okay. What's up, boys? This question is a little late since winter lasted five hours and whites are canceled forever now. But to appease my personal fixation, in your own mental logistics, how good of a stabo does one have to do with Dragonglass to get the magic Cold Man Shatter effects? Would trebuchets of glass pebbles have helped the good guys in episode three? Perhaps a fine dust of Dragonglass sand on the wind. You could have just launched huge chunks of it at them, huh? Let me hit you with this. Okay. Now, what if the Nightman walked up to Winterfell and he got a little Dragonglass dart in one of his legs? And then he got it. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I like it. Okay. But what if he looked at it and he uh, yelled? Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he got one in the other leg. <laughs> And then he got a couple darts, and he went, three, three dots is too much! That would be so funny, dude. <laughs> it would be really good. Uh, Ace Ventura when winter falls. Uh, fuck you. Um, friend of the show Ape of Naples asked, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know this reference, but I like reading it. What if Euron made the Golden Company sing Smells Like Teen Spirit like Hugh Jackman, Blackbeard, and Pan 2015? Okay, yeah, I do like the reference despite not having it in my brain. Uh, Tumblr user Futch Cassidy asks, Congrats to Brooks and Eddie on correctly guessing that Euron Sparrow would get a big gun and call it Dragonbinder. Well, I mean, listen. Listen, we've done a deep reading of George's books. It's a, it's a curse. It's a blessing and a curse. Uh. <laughs> okay. Tumblr user Devoted Pupa asked the question. Okay. Hey there, first, long-time listener, first-time asker. Do you think Euron has perfect ballista accuracy because he has perfect sperm accuracy? Or does he have perfect sperm accuracy because he has perfect ballista accuracy? Okay. First and foremost, in this episode, Tormund is a Devoted Pupa. Also, the, as to the question. Uh-huh. <laughs> He, he shits himself. <laughs> he poopy his own pants. So yeah, Euron does a perfect sperm accuracy because he he does have a baby that might as well just be his with Cersei now. Double baby. Oh yeah, I forgot. It's double baby. Uh, he, he, it's just like the rock. He shot around Jamie's sperm and oh hit Cersei's God. egg. He had to use the gravity to ricochet around it. <laughs> cool. Uh, friend of the show Leaf Crunch asked, Chiefs, I'm gonna be real with you. I can't even pre- be pretend mad about this one. I'm just tired and sad. Brooks, what is your favorite thing that you've learned in Fire and Blood? Oh, thanks, Alex. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is just... So there's this guy, um, Lodos, who is minor spoilers for Fire and Blood, who's mm-hmm. this guy in the Iron Islands... And, uh, they're trying to be like a, they're trying to be like a independent Iron Islands like they try to do every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this guy Lotus thinks, claims that the Drowned God was his dad. 
Okay. He was like a Hercules figure. My dad works at Drowned God. Yeah, so when uh, this, when the dragons came and, like, conquered them, Lodos just said, I'm gonna go talk to my dad about this, and he put a bunch of rocks in his clothes and jumped into the ocean. That's sick. <laughs> it's so good. I should probably read Fire and Blood. Yeah. And then, like, 30 years later, a guy walks out of the ocean and says, hey, what's up? I'm Lodos, and I'm back. It's me. I'm here. <laughs> Um, there's also the part where, um, where George looks directly into the camera and talks about how this one person accidentally lost three missing dragon eggs. I wonder where they went. I guess we'll never know. And it's pretty good. Uh, it's a good book, despite it being about the, the second most boring great house in Westeros behind the Tyrells. Uh, let's finish it up with this one from Anonymous, who asked, Sir Bronn being asked to leave after entering Winterfell with the loaded fucking crossbow. Wow, I'm sorry, am I being detained? Last I checked, this is still Westeros. <laughs> pretty good. It's open carry. Yeah. So. You're being recorded. You're being recorded. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, that's it. Anything you want to say about this week's episode, Kim, before? Um, surprisingly, co-workers didn't like it. So, like, regular people didn't like it? Yeah. People who normally do. Yeah, and, like, I feel like I'm seeing on Twitter, the good website, that a lot of regular fans just don't like it and that they're upset it was like a thread it said what movies actually have good endings and tv shows have good endings and it was because people don't like game of thrones anymore no i don't it's a delightful caprice i just i i feel like this is sort of left it was funny i feel (laughs) like this is sort of the year of the false spring unfortunately so you, you think it's going to turn? I the think they're going to turn. And again, I haven't read the spoilers, and you have, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that the finales, people are going to like it, and they're going to be like, ah, David and Dan did it again. They, the last four That's episodes were just going from George's notes, I bet. Yeah, it's what George told him. I just, I can't Georgia. believe it until I see <laughs> Can it. Can I tell you the fucking level of, like, despair that I'm at right now? Yeah, sure, man. I just laughed thinking of the words George R.R. told him. So <laughs> he had to. Sorry. George R. R. told him. <laughs> I love the Lord of the Rings. You okay? Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. we're done. Yeah, I think we've wrung out all the jokes we got on this one, and that's it. That's the last one. That's the, last, the last of the jokes. Um, no yaddy yaddy boys. Oh yeah. Jojo said no this week. God, we got to watch a whole um, fucking big Miguel battle episode next week without getting to watch anime before it. Yeah. Sad. Um, fun point. In t- well, we'll be back next Monday. We always are. Yeah. So. Same Same got place. Same got channel. It never ends. Jamie um, loves his sister. Two episodes left. Two episodes left. Let's do it. Let's do it. The Night King's dead. Left, the Night Woo-hoo. King's dead. Winter's over. <laughs> That's it. They're going to call it a dream of spring and it's going to be summer. They're going to call it a dream of spring. Awesome. Sonic the Hedgehog. It looks good. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sam broke his vows and the Night's Watch doesn't have a maester and we love it. And John clapped. John clapped Uh, and he doesn't have a dog anymore. It's Tormund's dog. Tormund has a funny dog now. The teens. Semper funny. Semper puppy. Semper Puppy. Semper Puppy. Delightful Caprice. Uh, mm. Wear your lasagna, Sonic the Hedgehog. Bye. Bye. <laughs> we love it.